millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze. Relax and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Hello, everyone. Poker and Politics here. Uh, today we're going to be talking about the big story, the only story that really exists at this very moment, and that is Marjorie Taylor Greene, the insane QAnon lady who is now the overwhelming favorite to become our first QAnon congressperson. Uh, she's running in the 14th District of Georgia. They just had the primary on Tuesday night. She uh, finished in first place with over 40% of the vote. The man in second place, uh, Cowan, got 18%. They will head to a runoff that she is expected to win. And then when she wins that, she will go up against a Democrat named uh, Kevin Von Alstall in the general election in a blood-red, psychotically pro-Trump district. Uh, Trump was plus 52 in this district in, the, in 2016. And... It's really interesting because now some light is being shown on uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, there's articles being written. I believe Ben Collins did one. The Washington Post did one. Her uh, following of QAnon is now being exposed. And she is not just someone who knows about it on the level of, it's Donald Trump fighting corruption. It's not that. She was uh, reading threads by uh, Lisa Mae Crowley, one of the biggest QAnon grifters out there, and saying, man, good work, great job. And there's plenty of evidence that she really believed in this stuff, and uh, there's all kinds of screen grabs that people have got of stuff from back in 2018, uh, talking about school shootings and how the military might be able to use uh, weaponry to uh, make people hear voices in their head and go insane and start killing people. Uh, I mean, she's 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 a true blue, dyed-in-the-wool QAnon nut. And it is terrifying to think that uh, she's going to potentially buy and carpetbag her way into a seat in the U.S. House. And, I mean, it's really, like, just... Scary. It's just so bizarre that this is the world we live in where you can have a crackpot like this uh, not be vetted by the party that she's running with. Uh, Jim Jordan and Mar Matt Gates endorsed her. Uh, she received money from uh, Republican uh, PACs. She pumped a bunch of her own money into this thing as well. So, I mean, that really uh, helped her out, obviously. But 
This is not like uh, in 2018 when some neo-Nazi uh, waited until the last possible second, saw that no more Republicans were running, and uh, filed his paperwork to run as a Republican in a district. I think it was in Illinois. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure it was Illinois. And it made news for a while that like Nazi is going to be the Republican nominee in this district. And it was an ocean blue district. He was never going to win. There was no possibility of him winning or any Republican winning. And that's why the Republicans didn't offer up a candidate. And so this neo-Nazi jumped in, embarrassed them by running under their banner, and then uh, got crushed because that's what happens to Nazis in elected politics in America. And uh, that was that. But this is not that. She was a part of this primary the whole time. She had to clear a field. She had to clear a large field of people who uh, were basically... The guy that finished in second, uh, Cowan, uh, he and her literally are running the exact same campaign. It is ridiculous how completely empty and devoid of substance these people are. They're literally just running this campaign where it's like, I love guns, and I love Trump, and I hate liberals, and I hate Antifa, and socialism, and just the things that you Republican voters think are good, I think are good also, and the things that you think are bad, I also think are bad. And it's so boilerplate. It's so generic. There's nothing... There's no difference between these two people whatsoever. I mean, if the Republican Party actually either understood or acknowledged what QAnon was and how psychotically bizarre, weird, and screwed up that it is, they would have dropped Green in a heartbeat and Cowan would have uh, been the, the pick. And... It wouldn't have made, like, on the substance of what they say publicly, it wouldn't have made a dime's worth of difference. But because the Republican Party, like, has no leadership and they really have no one at the at the wheel, no one's running this thing, no one's controlling anything, no one's doing any quality control or anything, uh, you have things like Joe Ray Perkins or, uh, winning the Oregon uh, Senate seat. Uh, nomination for the Republicans. You have uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene now uh, being the potential uh, congresswoman from the 14th District of Georgia as an outright QAnon supporters. And uh, it's just really like ridiculous that we're dealing with this stuff, that we have this kind of... Uh, madness uh, permeating our elections. Now, it's one thing to be angry and upset about this. It's another thing to try to come up with a solution. And the thing about this is, how do you deal with someone like uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene in this district, in this situation? Because all politics is specific. Every race is its own separate entity. Everything is uh, its own event. So what you do in one situation is not what you should do in another situation. You, uh, you need to run the campaign that wins in this spot, in this situation. 
And uh, I hope that Kevin is able to find uh, quality staff. He was talking about getting his first like staff hirings done on the QAnon uh, live stream. Uh, it was awesome that he managed to get on those with the, on there with those guys uh, through a series of con- events. I, I managed to get in touch with Kevin, and then I got in touch with the QAnon guys. And we put two and two together, and we got Kevin on the show. So that was really cool and so surreal and bizarre that... Like me, a slob uh, on a microphone and a Twitter feed was able to contact someone running for Congress and then get them on a live stream with a group of people who could actually give this guy some exposure and an audience and begin the process of trying to get some attention to this race that, like, by all metrics would have been a foregone conclusion if uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene wasn't who she was. But now, how do you beat her? That's the question. How do you win this race? How do you defeat a QAnon supporter? And the thing is, is that, like, now, let's say you were Rick Wilson and the Lincoln Project, and someone came up with an idea. Let's do an ad uh, to attack Donald Trump by tying him to QAnon. Now, this is for the general public. This is, like, for America writ large. And if I were to do, like, the Lincoln Project QAnon ad, it would be something about, like, Obama and Hillary uh, murdering babies for Satan. Trump is this messianic figure and hero. And I would really bring up, like, the just absolutely, like, psychotically uh, evil um, madness of it all. The delusionality of it all. The fact that you have this uh, monolithic bad versus this monolithic good and that Trump is literally an avatar of God being sent to earth to fight uh, Yahweh's battles for him and to uh, through the blood of Christ redeem humanity by uh, killing Obama, Hillary, Comey, Romney, McCain, everyone. Just, Just kill them all. Let God sort them out and God is basically Trump's best friend in this whole wide world. So, I mean, that would be the uh, Lincoln Project ad that I would run in that situation. The problem is, is that when you are in a Trump plus 52 district, you have, you, no matter what kind of, like, things you add to the basic message of Trump good, Democrats bad, that's still the basic message that you're sending to those people. And they want to hear that message. So if you talk about uh, Trump being this messianic figure that's going to save the world, and Hillary and Obama drink the blood of children that they sacrificed in the name of Moloch, if you do all of that, now you might be able to skeeve out and freak out some people. You might be able to offend some people with the nature of this like idea, this concept, the, the insanity of it all. But we got to make up so much ground here that even if we were to, let's say we actually offended like 15% of uh, Marjorie's uh, voter base and, and we revolted them so much that they actually became voters for Kevin. This is a 52-point district. That is uh, somewhere along the lines of uh, 76 to 24 I believe was the math I did back when I was calculating this in my head. So you add uh, 15 points to 24, and we're still only at 39. We're still 11.1 points away from winning this election. 
because we got to get to 50.1 to win this thing. And I'm not proud. I'm hoping for 50.1. I'm fi- hoping for 50.0001. I mean, we're just trying to get over the finish line any way we can. This is, uh, I often talk about this because I'm a Patriots fan, but it's like the first Super Bowl the Patriots won against the Rams. As as a Patriot fan, you you knew the Rams were like this bull, and they were going to buck the Patriots off. At some point, the Rams were going to wake up and, and beat our asses. And all we could do is just hope to God that they didn't wake up in time before the final gun sounded and we were able to steal the Super Bowl and get away with it. And that's how kind of view this election is just just get us to 50.1% and get out of there with a win. Just escape in any way we can. But how do you do it? How do you turn that 24% into 50.1? How do we get Kevin 26.01% more of the electorate to vote for him? And... I don't think you can do it by talking about QAnon, like their actual, like horrifying worldview, direct head on uh, the malevolency of, uh, of of the murdering of the Guantanamo Bay, of the storm, of the executing of the liberals, and all that stuff, and the adrenochrome. I think that again, the details get lost. So, the way you make this work, and again, this is me, guy with a microphone. I could be totally wrong. Uh, one day Rick Wilson's really bored. Here's what I talked about him on a podcast. Listens to this. Throws throws his uh, iced coffee across the room in a fit of rage and, and DMs me and says, never put my name in your mouth again, kid. You have no idea what you're talking about. But the way I see this, the only way you can handle this is through ridicule. You have to mock QAnon's dumb silly beliefs that don't have to do with the whole Trump killing all the liberals things. You have to attack their silliness. You have to attack the just absolutely moronic things that they believe in and that they uh, follow and that they uh, are absolutely rock solidly convinced of as being accurate and true. You have to make rejection of QAnon and the acknowledgement that QAnon is a stupid thing to believe in, apolitical. You have to uh, show the voters that people that believe in QAnon believe in really dumb stuff. And as a result, Marjorie Taylor Greene believes in this really dumb stuff and she would be an ineffective uh, useless legislator for you because she would be busy doing these, busy chasing these dumb uh, ghosts. She'd be busy running around talking about really weird stuff that has nothing to do with what the good people of Georgia care about. So you need to talk about how QAnon believes that JFK Jr. is alive. You need to talk about how QAnon believes that uh, Donald Trump is talking to them through coded messages in his tweets when he misspells stuff. Like Kofifi and Hamburger Lurders, or however you say his misspelling of hamburger. You have to talk about how they thought Ruth Bader Ginsburg was dead. You have to talk about how they think all these different celebrities are going to go to jail. Apolitical, generally well-liked celebrities like Tom Hanks and Ellen. And, I mean, if you're feeling a little spicy and you think she pulls, she market tests well, you could go with Madonna. 
or Lady Gaga and Katy Perry. And this is the thing, is you have to approach this from an angle where we are laughing at Q and QAnon and this dumbness. And we need the people of Georgia to understand that they need to elect somebody who doesn't believe in dumb, weird things. And Kevin can reassure them on guns and and common sense solutions on abortion and all that kind of stuff, and he's not a crazy socialist. And you can argue the whole thing about how she would be uh, obviously a member of the minority in the House and have no real power and authority, and she's already said she won't reach across party lines to help out, whereas if you elect Kevin, you get a seat at the table, and he'll be there to rein in Nancy Pelosi and the crazy liberals going too far with this stuff. Because, again, that's what you say when you need to win a Trump plus 52 district. But this is the importance of the framing of what we do with QAnon as it relates to uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene. Is that it's dumb. It's stupid. She is insane for believing in dumb, stupid stuff that is obviously cartoonish and farcical and moronic. The whole Project Looking Glass and time travel thing. Uh, All of this stuff, like just looking around at all of these things and being able to just show that absurdity to people and making... The goal is is to make QAnon uncool. That most of these people don't know what QAnon is, don't understand it, and you get to give them their first taste of it. You get to red pill them the way you want to red pill them. So you present QAnon in the most unflattering light possible that it is this dumb, weird internet cult that has people message you on Facebook because you're unprofessional during your podcasts. Much apologies. Um, But and you do this so that QAnon's uncool, the person who follows it is uncool, and you don't want to be around them because that isn't cool. And that is how you can make this disqualifying to her. This is how you can damage her in a way that she becomes kind of like a pariah. And again, we saw this in Alabama with Roy Moore where there was no way Roy Moore was going to lose this Senate seat to a Democrat because it's Alabama and you don't lose statewide elections if you're a Republican in Alabama. And then the uh, credible accusations of him being a pedophile came out and uh, in an incredibly narrow, uh, nail-bitingly intense battle... uh, Roy Moore lost. We he, we beat him. And, I mean, it's, again, it's kind of hilarious that like, we're using QAnon as the same anchor as pedophilia, and they're so obsessed with pedophiles. But this is what we have to do. We have to use this issue as a way to undermine the credibility of the candidate and hopefully do it in such a destructive way that they're toxic enough that a Democrat can actually get a majority of the votes and beat them. So, I mean, and I've, I've I've told Kevin this as his unpaid strategist, and I hope to God he 
gets, uh, again, the QAnon guys were talking about uh, people volunteering to help work for him and run his campaign and, and do stuff for him. So I, I hope to God that in a week or two he is far too busy to ever have me darken his doors again on Facebook and ever accept my messages. So uh, Godspeed to all of that. But um, this is the, if, I, if uh, Kevin said to me, you're running the campaign, what do we do? That's my answer, and that's how I would do this. This is how I would attack the issue, because um, we are we are David, and we are fighting Goliath, and uh, we don't actually have God on our side in the situation. We are in a world of trouble. This isn't going to be the uphill climb to beat all uphill climbs. This is. Uh, this is going to be incredible. This will be one of the greatest upsets in the history of politics if, it's, if, if we can pull it off. And, I mean, now that we have this uh, community of people who care about this passionately and are dedicated to it, uh, there's going to be a lot of time and energy spent on this, and I, I really I just hope that we can find a way to do something. I hope that we find a way to uh, push back against this, uh, this ridiculous cult and this woman who believes in it. And again, as Travis, you pointed out, uh, she's been hiding it for about a year now. That like once she talked to the people who obviously told her to run in the 14th district, who obviously gave her the heads up that this is how you win your seat, this is how you get on television, this is how you get to be on Fox News all the time and spout all these uh, talking points and to write books about how you love America and all that kind of stuff and get on, on that right wing grift, um, like just to find a way to uh, thwart this woman who cherry-picked this seat and thought that just by tamping down the QAnon for one year, that's all she'd need to do, that hopefully we can just show the people of Georgia who she is, what she actually represents, who she's actually out for, which is herself exclusively, and that she believes in totally insane things that have no place in the public square. So... Uh, it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a real interesting few months now. I mean, I was all in on the presidential election. Obviously, uh, we have uh, Q plus himself running for re-election, as it were, and now we have this race. We have our first actual, honest goodness uh, threat to have a full blown conspiracy nut, and I'm not just someone who went crazy while they were in office and had the power of incumbency and whatnot. Will you on their side? This is a person running for office, and uh, we're going to have uh, plenty of time. We're going to have about three months and change of uh, shedding light on her and what she actually stands for. And uh, we're going to be we're going to be able to give the people of Georgia an informed uh, decision to make about her and if she should be the representative or not. Because they will hopefully not be flying blind as to what she actually believes in and who she is and what she stands for. So, uh, it's going to be a trip. It's going to be an absolute trip. Um, this is so surreal. It is so strange that, uh, that I'm talking about this in this situation that, uh, that I, that I could have even a scintilla of impact on a congressional election in the United States of America is so bizarre. I mean, I really can't even wrap my head around it. So, I've uh, yelled about that for 20-odd minutes. So, let's go to the questions, as it were. Um, Narc 
uh, says, does it really surprise you that it is possible that a QAnon is being elected, especially with the way gerrymandering makes certain districts all but red or blue, so you have a race to the crazy? Look at the Tea Party. My theory is most of them are now QAnon. They can't defend Trump from their Tea Party positions, so they have to deny their own eyes, and QAnon let them defend Trump. Your thoughts on my theory? And do you have your own theory besides these people are just knucking futs? Um... I don't know that these people are actually uh, QAnon. I mean, you could be QAnon in the sense that you could uh, know the platitudes. You can be QAnon in a way where you talk about draining the swamp and uh, solidarity, where we go one, we go all. Like, knowing the catchphrases of QAnon to me is, it's, in a way, it's bad because it's virtue signaling for a terrible group of people. Uh, a, a death cult, actually. But... That isn't nearly as bad as uh, what Marjorie Taylor Greene was doing, where she was actually talking about QAnon being a patriot and he's real, and the stuff that he has said in the past has come true. I mean, that's there's a difference. There's a real difference between uh, just uh, trolling easily, uh, conned rubes into voting for you and believing in you, and uh, actually uh, mainlining this stuff yourself. Um. In you know a lot of ways, these you're right about the gerrymandering. The gerrymandering does lead to these safe districts where you have to do this stuff. And again, if you look at Cohen and you look at her, they're running these like same like psychotically hard right, far right, lunatic campaigns. But if jewelry isn't a gift you give just once, it's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Anyone in the Republican Party had any sense of what was going on whatsoever, and if and if Cohen himself had done any research, and I, I honestly feel like Cohen's like actually kind of like in a way paralyzed by QAnon. I don't think that Cohen understands how dumb, weird, and off that it is. That he, he doesn't seem to have an understanding that this is that this is something he needs to attack. That this is how he uh, beats her. Because if she loses this runoff, which I don't think she will, given the nature of the uh, results from the first uh, run, where she doubled him up. I mean, I don't see him making up that ground. Uh, maybe the other candidates endorse him, but I doubt it. I mean, it just doesn't... He's got such a heavy lift to do. And also, it just feels like, uh, from what I've seen in these past couple of days... He has no interest to go at her about QAnon because I think that he's afraid that it, that it won't work. That uh, attacking your fellow Republican about their support of QAnon is ineffective. 
and again, I think if you're attacking them from the uh, the macro, the satanic, uh, saving America from the evil uh, Moloch worshippers, I think he's right. But I think that if he actually had the knowledge and information about the silly shit that they believe in, that he could make an effective attack on her, and he could do something to potentially uh, give himself a chance to win this uh, this runoff. But again, it just seems like all Republicans are just so bad at their jobs, and and no one no one's running anything. I mean, if if anyone on his uh, if anyone had done any research about this woman, and they would have been able to dig this stuff up. She didn't hide it. It was all out there. It's there's screen grabs. You can still pull them from her Facebook page from 2018, where she's talking about all this stuff. So I mean, it just feels like they don't have a handle on what Q is and what it stands for, and how ridiculous it is. So they've allowed it to fester and grow in their party, and now, now they're gonna now they're gonna pay the piper because. Really, honestly, like Jim Jordan needs to be asked about this because he endorsed her. Matt Gates needs to be asked about this because he endorsed her. These people need to start uh, being uh, called to attention about this stuff. It, uh, the QAnon guys said it very well, and it's absolutely true. This is so much like birtherism back in the day where cranks and lunatics would scream about Obama being born in Kenya and you would interview a Republican elected official about it and they would just sort of be and they'd get flop sweat they'd just be like oh well uh, I don't know about all that I, I don't have any idea and they couldn't come out and just flat out condemn it they just wouldn't say no he was born in America that's nonsense they wouldn't do it because they were scared that if they did say that that uh, some l- lunatic from the far right would come out and challenge him in the primary and be like I ain't scared of no Kenyan Unlike some other people who kowtow to the mainstream line liberal media that said the president was born in Hawaii, when that's a bunch of bullshit, and we all know it. And that's the thing, is that when you just fill your voters' heads with bullshit for year after year after year, and you make it so that they no longer uh, can separate fact from rea- fact from fiction... You create a voter that can be gamed, and that's literally what Trump did to them, was these people had been fed bullshit for all this time about everything, and Trump just came out and said, I'm going to build a wall and Mexico's going to pay for it. And nobody could call him out in the Republican primaries. Nobody could say, no, you're not going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. That's bullshit. There's no fucking way you can do that. Shut up. You're an idiot. You're a clown. And then he would just be like, the wall got 10 feet higher, and all the crowd would cheer and celebrate and laugh. Because they wanted a wall. They wanted it to be 10 feet higher. And Trump was going to give them their wall. And you couldn't reason with them. You couldn't run to the right of the wall. And to run to the left of the wall was to make yourself a commie, pinko, liberal, anarchist, anti-fire supers agent. So, I mean, literally Trump sold them a fantasy. And nobody else in the Republican primary was able to say, No, he's bullshitting you. Don't fucking listen to him. He's a liar. Because to say that would hurt your own standing. So they literally all just stood around and waited for Trump to say the thing that was going to be so disqualifyingly offensive that he would implode and lose his support. But he could never lose his support because they wanted they, his supporters wanted him to say terrible things. And that's now we got President lying moron. So great, wonderful, outstanding. Uh, up next is uh, Lapsa, who says, aren't there already members of Congress that have openly embraced the conspiracy, even white nationalism? 
I do. I mean, white nationalism is kind of a thing. Steve King is on his way out. He was pretty racist. I mean, there's plenty of like just dirtbag racists in uh, Congress, but I don't know of any seated congressional officials that have actually gone full blown QAnon. Uh, again, it's possible that someone could do this because you can find a really safe seat and just go all red pilled and stuff, but. It hasn't been done yet. I mean, it's coming. It's very much coming. I mean, people are towing the line. Our president is literally pro-QAnon. But uh, because QAnon is so stupid and so weird and so uh, small a thing, our media just won't address it. Our media will not say, hey, president, why do you keep retweeting and signal boosting this psychotic death cult? It would be really nice if they would do that. I mean, they want him to do it because they think he'll validate them. I want him to do it because uh, he will not, and that'll be really fun. Um, Alex and Dejas uh, says, "What do you? Th- uh, when do you think there will be an openly anti-alt-right, anti-conspiracy candidate? I don't know how to word it, but basically a candidate is the polar opposite of these nut jobs running for public office. Well, right now, that's Kevin. Honestly, I think that's Kevin's uh, only path to victory in this race is to literally run as the sanity candidate. Um, I told him, uh, Lord, and again, my opinion is worth uh, nothing, but I told him like my, if if you like said to come up with a campaign slogan right now, this very second, I would say common sense, not QAnon. That'd be my campaign ad for, that'd be my slogan for Kevin. That'd be my bumper sticker. Just uh, like, uh, reality. We're going to deal with reality here and not this crazy person. And this is all you can run on in this spot because uh, this is a really pro-Trump district and they're going to pick the pro-Trump person unless you give them a explicit reason why they shouldn't. And, I mean, really the Republican Party would look at this situation. If it, if she got so toxic, if she just was so bad, she wins the, she wins the runoff and then more stories and more articles come out and it just gets worse and she's just getting buried in this deluge. The Republican Party doesn't really need her or care because in their minds, and they're probably right about this, that they can let her lose and then in in two years they will run a, a regular Republican against Kevin and he'd be in a ton of trouble because, again, uh, plus 52 Trump district he would have to really do an incredible bang-up job over those two years to keep the seat, and they would figure that he couldn't do that, and they would get rid of him in two years. And by the same token, if she wins, and she's toxic, they'll just primary her in two years, and they'll fund that guy to beat her, and then it'll be, that'll be that. So, um, I think that in situations like this, you literally have to just run on the fact that I'm a decent person and the other person is a really bad person. And we're just literally making this election all about character. Again, it's Doug Jones versus Roy Moore. Was there? Did you hear anything about any issues in that campaign at all whatsoever? No, it was just Doug Jones is the other guy and Roy Moore is a pedophile. And that's it. That's all we had. So, and again, not a pedophile with, with a D next to your name was... Barely good enough to win. Barely. By the skin of our teeth, we got that W. And now Doug Jones is in a world of trouble. He's probably going to lose to Tommy Tuberville or Jeff Sessions and probably Tuberville. 
But this is what happens when you win in a blood-red district against a flawed candidate. Eventually they find a good candidate, and now you're in trouble because the natural tilt of the environment is designed to benefit them against you. That's life. Um, Patchouli Wahular Ni Alia Fairbrook. <laughs> I love her avatar. I love the aqua hair. That is such an awesome avatar. Um, oh, not a question. She's just uh, she's stating the fact that they can't hide their stupidity anymore of this kind of exposure. So yeah, I mean, it's really that kind of a question. Because she's not going to stick around. I think I think if, if Taylor if Taylor Green did win, that her stay in Congress would be uh, brief. And if it's not, then the Republican Party is even more destroyed and damaged than I ever imagined it could possibly be. And like, I mean then they need to be just rooted out and she needs to be hung she needs to be an albatross hung around the neck of the Republican Party for as long as she's an active member of it because uh, that's how this needs to work in support of QAnon and the support of the QAnon candidate who's now the QAnon congresswoman needs to be a bad thing for as long as she needs to be the gift that keeps on giving like if she loses here that's good because Kevin is a good man and he would be a far better representative than she is and stopping these people from winning is is what we need to do but if she won then they need to be punished for her winning and they need to be continue to be punished until they take the steps to correct this and get rid of her themselves um uh Troy Francis says, if someone, are, if someone asked Trump the question and he categorically denied Q, would that be the end of the movement or would they rationalize it somehow? I think someone else asked me, also asked me this question on this thread, uh, but this is the one I saw first. They would rationalize it. They love to talk about how they would not rationalize it. They love to say, if Trump denied QAnon, we would be over immediately. We would just pack up our tent and go home. It would be over. We'd be done with this whole thing because... This is what matters, is the truth. And Donald Trump was going to tell us the truth one way or the other. And by God, we're ready to accept it. Uh, because Q is actually posting now, uh, posting stupidly and ineptly, but still posting. Uh, if Trump did ever uh, say that QAnon is fake and he denounces it openly, Q, and, Q would be on Twitter. Uh, would be, he'd be on Aidkun immediately posting, uh, disinformation is necessary, Q+. He would 100%... Uh, claimed to be Trump grabbing his phone and firing off a quick missive on Aikun, letting everybody know, still believe in you, I'm Q+, we're bros, I had to lie to the media, the whole question thing, yeah, Q got a little over his skis on it, but yeah, don't worry, POTUS taking care of this, POTUS got your back, trust the plan, bam. So yeah, that's what would happen, and they would immediately fall back on it, because again, they're all about this dumb LARPing fantasy. They don't want the they don't want the LARP to end, so they would never let it end, if they could prevent it. Uh, she's going to have to make it. I'm not a witch video. Yes, I actually uh, I actually brought that up when I was talking to uh, someone about this whole thing and how ridiculous it is that like literally this is what we have to do. We have to Christine O'Donnell her where she has to like explain her insanity and try to like smooth it over. Uh, M.A. Egbert says uh, perhaps sane can voters can start lobbying for some kind of mental fitness test for all candidates after four years of Trump this type of legislation could have broad appeal uh, what's funny is my mom actually told me this like uh, two years into Trump's administration that uh, we need to start having a uh, mental uh, health 
uh, test done on candidates before we let them uh, become, uh, let them run for office, as it were. And um, they, um, my problem with that is, is that who is in charge of that uh, body? Who is in charge of assigning the people to do the mental health exam? Because, like, if you uh, if you open that ex- if you open it up and you have this open, honest, fair, uh, just literally medical doctors that are going to do nothing but uh, check the psychological and neurological profile of these people to make sure that they're rational, insane people. That'd be nice, but as soon as people get to the levers of power and they can control who's on that committee, now we're down a slippery slope because now. Let's say uh, whenever Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez wants to run for president, when she's legally allowed to do so, when she crosses the age threshold of 35 years, uh, and she goes before that board and they say, no, you're insane, you're a socialist. Uh, What you believe in would destroy America. You're obviously uh, unfit to be president. As a matter of fact, you're unfit to be a congresswoman, so uh, we're going to uh, deny you the right to run for re-election now because you are insane. And that's the thing is that uh, once you create gatekeepers to the ability to be a candidate for office, uh, you create an, an, a massive incentive uh, for corruption so that those gatekeepers can keep your enemies out uh, un, in, a, in, a, in a non-elected way. Like, we don't even have to run the race anymore. Now our enemies don't even get on the ballot because they're insane. They're mentally unfit for office. So uh, as wonderful as an idea as that would be, uh, the, the corrupting power that it would give and the gruesomely undemocratic nature of what it could entail is uh, something that I have a hard no on. Uh, we, we have to allow people to run for office and we have to allow uh, the public to be allowed to vote for them. Uh, I don't believe in, like, any kind of, like, people talk about, oh, we need to have, like, IQ tests for voters. No, 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 no. Because, again, the moment you start doing that, the moment you start jerking around who gets to vote and who doesn't get to vote and who gets to run for office and who doesn't get to run for office, that right there is the death of democracy. That right there is just how you take a well-intended idea and just destroy the republic with it. So, um... Yes, you do have to deal with the bad results when uh, morons vote for evil people and those evil people win. But, again, Trump only got in because the Electoral College. The American people rejected him. They said no. By three million votes, we say no to Donald Trump. And then Jimmy Madison crawled out of his grave and said, No, Trump has to be your president because we were pandering to slave states back in the day. And it's like, really, Jimmy Madison, you fucking prick? God damn it. I actually had some clown QAnon supporter tell me, if you run trying to win the popular vote, you can never win an election. And it's like, well, everyone except for Trump and Pappy Bush in the last fucking forever won the popular vote and thus won the election. And yes, there are these massive uh, gulfs between popular vote wins and electoral college wins, but that's the shitty nature of the system. I mean, uh, quick little stem winder here to wrap the show up, but... uh, the Electoral College was created uh, because the Founding Fathers feared uh, true democracy. They, they feared what uh, people were talking about the IQ tests were fearing. They feared just having the unwashed rabble vote for their leaders directly. 
when America was first founded, uh, the only thing that people voted for directly was members of the House of Representatives. The Senate was elected by the local government, and the presidency was elected by the Electoral College. Now, you could vote for the electors and stuff like that, but it was still indirect, and not all states had uh, strict vote public voting for who the electors would be. So it was this weird system where uh, we didn't actually have, like, really representative democracy in a lot of ways. And then as time moved on, we got more and more democratic with these things. And that's what, and like the, we amended the Constitution to have the senators be directly elected, same as House reps and so on and so forth. And now we obviously have elections in every state for who will the, our electors be in the Electoral College to pick the president that's the system we have. But the Electoral College was put in place, uh, A, out of a fear of direct democracy, and B, because the slave states were very much terrified of the idea of not having a seat at the table when it came to picking the president. Because they, they knew if we had a straight uh, popular vote based on population, the North far outweighed the South, and the South would be uh, incapable of getting its people into the presidency. And that was also why the Three-Fifths Compromise was created to artificially inflate the uh, voting power of the South in the Electoral College. In 1800, uh, John Adams would have beaten Thomas Jefferson if not for the Three-Fifths Compromise inflating the power of the South's Electoral College votes. And so you have uh, this really uh, really archaic really uh, useless system of electing people that uh, we have in America right now, and it was literally put in place to placate slave states, and it only worked for 80 years, because uh, sure as shit, Abe Lincoln ran in 1860, and the slave states would not vote for him, he wasn't even on the ballot, and it didn't matter, he got plenty of electoral votes in the North and won easily. And that's when the, the slave states said, well, this is, this is what we thought was going to happen the whole goddamn time, and now this prick's going to take our slaves away from us. We're out of here. Get fucked, you assholes. And then Lincoln said, no, you're not allowed to leave. And then the South said, well, yeah, well, make us stay. And Lincoln said, okay, I'll murder the shit out of you, and then I'll take your fucking slaves away from you while I'm at it. And that's what he did. And God bless him for doing so. So good job, Abe. Way to murder a bunch of traitors and take their slaves from them. As they deserved. But because of all that, we have this, and we just never fixed it because that's just the way America is. We never, uh, the Electoral College was a ticking time bomb ever since 1860, and we never sought to address it. Like JFK barely beat Nixon. The popular vote win was incredibly minuscule, but his Electoral College win was massive. Uh, Nixon barely beat Humphrey in 68, but again, the Electoral College was massive. Trump lost the popular vote massively in 16, and he got the most electoral votes uh, since Pappy Bush. Both of W. Bush's Electoral College victories were far slimmer than Trump's, and W. won the popular vote by 2 million against Kerry in 2004. So, again, we just have this really dumb, clunky bad system and uh, for the moment we're stuck with it and it sucks but that's life so uh, here's to hoping that uh, this time around that we will actually have uh, the Democrat receive more uh, vote points 
in the score zones that Jimmy Madison designed all those many, many years ago. And uh, we will be end, we will end this national nightmare that is the Trump Imperium. And uh, QAnon will uh, shit bricks when the God Emperor is defeated because uh, that's the one thing they can't rationalize. That's the one thing they're not going to be able to square away is, uh, oh, he lost. All, I guess we trusted the plan for nothing, didn't we, guys? Tough break. So uh, that is the show. Uh, if uh, follow Kevin Van Ostal on Twitter, it's, it's literally his name. He just got his blue check mark today. That made me very happy. Uh, kick him some money. Do whatever you can. Uh, let's get in the trenches. Let's get ready for this uh, ridiculous war against a terrible person and try to defeat them. And I will talk to you all again on Sunday night. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM.